Welcome to the Sustained Dane Podcast. Sustained Dane is the sustainability organization of Dane County at Madison, Wisconsin, and this is the podcast that covers the many programs we hold that help people learn, connect, and take action for sustainability. I'm your host, Jay Davis, and today we have a conversation with Clayton Fraser, one of the principal ecologists for Native Range Ecological. Clayton was one of the speakers at our August all-around Dane County event that took place in Deerfield. I got the chance to catch up with him afterwards so that we could share a little bit more about what he does and why he does it. Make sure to stay tuned until the end of today's episode to find out more about the Sustained Dane Summit. But for now, let's tune in and hear from ecologist Clayton Fraser. Tell us a little bit about your history with sustainability, with environmental science, up until native range ecological. So Mm -hmm. everything up until now. Sure, sure. Well, um, hard to know where to begin. I've I've been in this business for the better part of uh, 25 years in some capacity or another. Um, So I, I, my, my undergraduate degree is wildlife ecology. um, And I kind of had a, uh, uh, an angling towards botany. Um, I really wasn't heavily involved with restoration ecology until, uh, well, you know, I, I spent a couple of years in Peace Corps in West Africa doing some agroforestry work, and I came home to work for Wisconsin DNR uh, as a wildlife technician, uh, kind of supporting biologists doing restoration work on landscape scale. And I did that for a couple, three years and really enjoyed the work. It morphed for me into a position as a grassland ecologist with Pheasants Forever, which is a na- you know, national nonprofit conservation organization. Um, and then I went into the private sector roughly, you know, 15-ish years ago. So um we really get to in the private world we get to work with a, just a myriad of people uh so many different types of projects kind of all over the upper midwest on the sustainability realm jay it's really been uh you know our focus and 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 truly my passion has been kind of native plants and native restoration ecology in the sense that we're putting you know native vegetation native plant species back on the landscape these are the plants that were here before we got here essentially right and we're using them in a number of different applications these days beyond even just habitat and ecology. Obviously, those are really important baselines for the reasons why we, you know, specify and manage those types of plant communities. But um, in, in built environments and engineered systems, especially when it comes to stormwater management or steep slope stabilization, native plants are very utilitarian in the sense that they really hold the ground well. They're incredibly deep and complex rooted plants. Um, it takes them a few years to get to that stage, but once they're there, you know, one aspect of sustainability is that those plants can, can be there for a very, very long time, right? And they are relatively low maintenance as compared to planting trees or turf grass. They just don't require that level of maintenance and care long term that more manicured, non native landscaping, uh, generally does. So, uh, you know, specifically some of the roles that native plants play in green infrastructure and sustainability have more to do with stormwater infiltration, um, reductions of sediment and nutrient loads in waterways. Native plants have a great resiliency and ability to, again, not just hold soil, but to reduce overland stormwater flow volumes during heavy rain events or rapid thaw events. And they have the ability to, to somewhat bioremediate and, and filter out nutrients and sediments that otherwise would make their way into our streams 
rivers and lakes. And that's, that's, that's a big deal. Wisconsin and the upper Midwest in general, people are very concerned these days about water quality. And, and so that is one of the, the very utilitarian roles of native plants uh, beyond, again, the, the aesthetics, the ecological implications of the plants, which that could be a whole other podcast, right? So I could do a series about <laughs> everything that you do. I, I have no, I have no doubt in my mind. So I'm wondering if you can tell me, you know, you're in the private sector now. So tell me a little bit more about native range ecological. Tell me about, you know, what does your day to day look like, you know, and maybe you can talk about some local project. Sure, absolutely. Well, so to back up a little bit, native range is actually just a year old. Next week is our is our one year anniversary. And uh, my my business partner and Native Ranges co-owner Dan Foose and I have been working together for about ten years uh, in other capacities, other uh, consulting companies. And essentially, we set out together on this venture about a year ago. But we've both been in the restoration industry again, various capacities for me a little longer. You know, uh, Dan's got uh, you know coming up on maybe fifteen to seventeen years in the industry. But again, what we've done. It's, it's a lot of carry through from what we've done in the past in terms of the clients and the projects type uh, types that we're working for. Essentially, as consultants, we do a lot of initial phase one analysis of sites. We write specifications and plans for restorations. And then on the back end, we oftentimes oversee implementation and construction of those projects and do a lot of what we call quality assurance monitoring of sites. So mm. our clients tend to can be utility uh, contractors. They can be municipalities local governments. Uh, we certainly do plenty of work for private landowners. Generally, that's on scale, on larger scale. But uh, And then we work for land trusts and, and other organizations that have land, large land holdings. But um, to, you know, locally, Dane County, uh, you know, I live in Dane County. Dan lives in La Crosse area. So he does a lot of work in kind of Iowa, Minnesota and, and the Driplos area as well, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But in Dane County, there's a there has been in recent years a really big push for sustainability projects. So we've been involved with projects like Badger Prairie uh, Healthcare, projects like the Dane County uh, Landfill. Um, more locally to me, I live in Deerfield, Wisconsin, which is just a small little town here, a couple thousand people in eastern Dane County. And uh, we've been involved with the uh, Coolyard Solar Institute and in helping them uh, plan and, and install native vegetation on some of their ground-based solar uh, installations. So um, the solar industry is, a, is is kind of a big, wide-open space right now for green infrastructure and sustainability projects. I think a lot of the utilities that are putting these in are realizing the, the, the longer-term benefits of putting in native vegetation to, to, to work in synergy with solar. So those are some of the just cross-sectional projects that we've worked on. Again, a lot of it has to do with uh, sites where They've had really big challenges with stormwater management, with conventional, traditional landscaping, and they've recognized a need, been able to write grants and acquire funds to do native projects because, quite honestly, they are more expensive. They cost more on the front end to, to plan, design, and implement and manage. Uh, but once they're in, they're, it just just like solar, there is a, a period uh, of time uh, where, where it takes for that buyout or that return on investment to kick in. So. It's very much on par with this idea of infrastructure sustainability with renewable resource uh, energy, where that that you know that payout period takes a while, but once it's there, you're 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 much better on the long game. It takes a little bit more legwork 
it sounds like on the front end to be able to get to the point where you know you're you have a lot less to worry about 10 years down the road 20 years down the road you know absolutely yeah yeah we've been fortunate enough to do some work for the city of madison um we did some planning design implementation at tenia park there's a really amazing shoreline restoration project that we undertook there uh some years ago and it's still in very nice condition you know, again, Madison and, and, and Milwaukee really together are kind of the epicenters of green infrastructure design and sustainability in Wisconsin right now. And they're the leaders. There's a lot of other smaller communities in Wisconsin that are looking to them, looking at the projects they've been able to implement successfully. And we've just been really fortunate uh, to be part of some of those projects. So we see a lot more of them coming down the line. And uh, it is a niche. It's definitely not something that, the, you know, the average engineering contractor or landscape contractor gets involved with deeply and oftentimes we are partnering with those entities to help just develop certain specifications and and make sure those projects are 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 put in the ground properly and maintained well you've been doing this it sounds like pretty much your entire life you know but there's lots of different avenues you know of ecological restoration of sustainability what makes you so committed to this uh aspect of sustainability and yeah you know i'm just kind of curious what what keeps you in this field oh yeah well for me it was simple and and you know my business partner dan is a very similar track because we both came out of this wildlife biology uh, track you know and at the end of the day it's very it's very intuitive to make the inference between native vegetation and good wildlife habitat and and good ecological value uh and really just biodiversity support across the board that's really how we came into this, Jay, is the idea that, you know, we're, we're putting these, these, these plants back in the landscape to support greater biodiversity. And somewhere along the path, I think anybody who gets involved and gets heavily steeped and kind of goes down that rabbit hole of, of native plants and prairie, you, it, it just, it's a pathway. It evolves. You, you start really getting involved with wetland uh, ecology and restoration and then woodland ecology and restoration. And, and you realize that you know, there's so much overlap between all of those kind of an ecotone type idea in the world, the way that these habitats transition together, there's great application for that in built urban environments as well. And that's really what we're doing is being able to take a lot of that knowledge that we've learned on that scale, on landscape scale, and bring it, bring it back down to, to a scale that works on, on urban and suburban landscapes very, very well. You know, there's only a few counties really right now in, in Wisconsin that are really driving a lot of green infrastructure and sustainability in stormwater design, for example. You know, mm-hmm. um, and there's a few organizations that are really, really good at promoting it and implementing it well and managing it well. But but again, the reality is it costs more on the front end. And so it's it, it can be prohibitive uh, for, for developers, for example, to look at green infrastructure and say, oh, yeah, this is the way we're going to go. There has to be some other reason and maybe even some monetary uh, lift for those organizations and entities to do that type of project because they need help with it and it works. But again, from our standpoint, we came into this from the biological side and we take those lessons that we learn on that scale and apply them in built environments. And it, it's been very successful. 
to round out today's discussion, I want, you know, if you've got a private business owner, someone who works, you know, for some municipality, you know, how can they reach out to you to, you know, get involved? You know, how, how, you know, how does that conversation start? Well, yeah, I mean, it is a conversation. First of all, I mean, that's the important thing to understand is that a lot of times we are spending a little bit of energy on the front end, helping people be convinced to do the right thing, right? Mm -hmm. And, And just understand what those moving parts are. It's not really a common and intuitive idea for a lot of people, even for those who've owned land or managed land for a long time. And so it is a conversation. It starts with what are your goals? And, and if you listen to people and understand what they really want to do, then you help them understand that weaving in native vegetation and sustainable green infrastructure to their projects is really a common sense approach. And it, it really it hits the numbers and it checks the boxes for so many things when you listen to people's goals and objectives for their projects. So, but it takes some time. It can definitely be some front-end investment to, to help people understand the way this works, what we really do, what our role is as consultants, how we fit into that to that picture for them, right? So, um, but they can, they can check out our, our social media. I mean, we're on LinkedIn, Native Range Ecological. Uh, .net is our website. Uh, that's there. And of course, you know, we try to post things on, on uh, Instagram and Facebook as much as we can when we're out in the world doing exciting things. Thank you so much for your time, Clay. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Jay. Thank you. Big thank you to Clayton for taking the time to sit down with me and chat about what he does and why it's so important. Make sure to head to the show notes if you want to get in touch with Clayton or you just want to find out more about Native Range Ecological. In other news, make sure to sign up for the Sustained Dane Summit coming up Friday, November 3rd. This is the 15th annual conference designed for sustainability leaders to learn, connect, and build new skills. Join us for this spectacular event featuring keynote speaker Diamond Spratling, an award-winning environmental justice activist, storyteller, and public speaker. I'll be looking forward to seeing you there. To end today's show, I ask if you've been enjoying the show so far and you want to hear more from interesting people like Clayton, remember to rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I've been your host, Jay Davis. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, change happens when inspired people take action.